We don't parent in a social and political vacuum. I'm not convinced that the current trajectory my kids will grow up in an environment that offers them a, a befitting future. I mean, we, I don't know what to make of metric results because number one, uh, a lot of these kids struggle to get into higher institutions of higher learning. It's, it's, it, it just makes you feel as a parent that it doesn't matter what I tell my child to do, that environment won't support their ambitions, no matter how well they exercise themselves or apply themselves, rather. The jobs that they have today, we have today, will not exist. A lot of the jobs that we used to have back in the day do not exist. It's hard to see how, for where we are as a country, we are creating that environment that will enable these new you know, career paths and you know, will allow young people to, to fully self-actualize. So these are things that, that preoccupy you. you know, have I done enough in terms of security? Have I done enough in terms of um, putting this, that, and the other that will protect my family? Welcome to the latest episode of the Timers Playbook. Remember to like, share, and rate the content at the end of this podcast. Um, today we have a different kind of show. Um, we'll be focusing on the annual State of the Nation Address, which recently took place on the 8th of Feb, uh, 2024, uh, Cape, Town, uh, Cape Town City Hall in Cape Town. Now, generally, this is where the country's president gives the, his report card, right, of um, the past year and his future plans for government. Now, as per tradition, Opposition parties come out and they say, no, he's been talking shit. And that then feeds into the regular news cycle and you go back and forth. Now, the way I see this thing, I think it's a good opportunity for the president to bring the nation into his confidence, gain our trust by being transparent. And I guess as far as a politician can be transparent and be honest by admitting to what worked and what didn't work, particularly as we are in an ele election year. That is the gist of our discussion. But not from a political stance, we want to talk about Sona from being fathers. How do things such as Sona impact me and my family? And I've got my good friend, Sam Matabula, he's back on the show. And he's going to help us break this down. Sam. Yo. Happy Valentine's, because it's Valentine's today <laughs> as, as a recording. <laughs> yeah, man. W whatever that means. <laughs> happy happy Valentine. <laughs> Valentine. Yeah. Oh, my man, your kids are dressed in red and white. They're going, they're celebrating this thing. This I is how it starts. Know, this is, this is how the machine grabs them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I was, that's what I was about to say. That I know this is, you know, the commerce has got them already. Yeah. So it's fine, you know. All right, cool, man. Get into it. So... Um, welcome to the show. You did so well last week. We thought, uh, let's bring this guy back. Yeah. Um, and let's chat this thing. <laughs> because it's something that's close to your heart, right? No, for sure. So, for sure. just to kick off, I mean, politics, governance, uh, all this world. Why, why is it so, so important to you? Yeah. So... For me, and 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 I think I think you 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 set the tone quite nicely. Um, talking as a parent, talking as a father, and and for me, we don't parent in a social and political vacuum. I think that's the first thing. Um, we raise kids in a in a political environment which can have a significant impact, you know, in shaping our kids' life chances. 
and you know above and beyond the decisions that we make in our sort of like micro family structures and and, and environment you know the so that macro political um social environment matters mm. and so that's why you know as a dad as a parent um things like politics and sona would would matter to me and i think yeah on the backdrop of of that reality you know then you know issues of politics governance become very important so okay yeah that's that's why and then sona specifically um yeah what what actually is it to you is it something that you followed over the years and do you care about it yeah look personally i'm a political animal i'm a political yeah. junkie so sure. these things you know will always pique my interest yeah well um i i absolutely do care about sona um and i think for me sona is meant to do two fundamental things on the one hand it it's you sort of get a reflection on the year that has been and two um the governing party of the day and in our case it's been one governing party for the last 30 years they sort of set the tone of what is to come in that calendar year uh, politically and i think that's the sort of like uh, theoretical or normative value of sona um there's also a sort of a significant symbolism to sona mm. you know you see the state it parades itself almost like in peacock like fashion yeah, you know yeah, you see yeah. all these mp's on the red carpet in their dresses you see these military drills etc sort of like the the state in its full glory you sure. know like showing showing off you know um and uh you know like whether whether you know a lot uh, there's been a lot of politicization around the sona and whether people think it's actually valuable but i think those are the two fundamental things about sona at least theoretically or normatively that's what it's supposed to do and whether or not you know promises were fulfilled or what whether what's to come is 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 realistic that i think that's a whole other conversation sure. but i think in and of itself you know there is some sort of value to 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 sona yeah yeah so the 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 things in and around that right so you're saying the the gesturing the the peacock fashion like yeah, um, yeah. and i suppose also is the opening of parliament right yeah 100% um and in our country we'd always are looking and seeing where funds and money is going mm. you know uh, mm. all of that mm. again is it necessary right can we just just volumnyango singene parliament look i i think because so yeah. sort of it's also sure. become like part of out of a of the social calendar it's like you want to be seen there, yeah 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 you know yeah yeah no there's exactly exactly so there is there is an element to it and there also is this uh, element of as you saying it it costs a lot mm. and i think you would have probably picked up if you if you if you're tuned into the new cycle that there's been an attempt to cut down on on the cost you know and even that i think is partially symbolic and a response to that political pressure to say mm. but there's so much going on in our country that could use money but you you you're busy with these you know parades and yeah. sort of meaningless um you know exercises at least that's what that's what people think and that and i think that's largely due to the political environment that has been created over the years in which sona takes place mm. so but i think if things were a little better i don't know if people would be complaining about it in in that fashion no. you know to say it's a waste of money but mm. i think you know it's it's a function of 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 what has become 
the political yeah. environment. So. No, agreed. I mean, if things mm. things are, I mean, when you're doing well in life, <laughs> you can get away with other things, right? For sure. If you want to try stuff, you want to experiment, <laughs> it's easier to get away with yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. So getting into Zona itself, mm. I mean, the president spoke a lot about how the ANC has transformed lives, mm. the lives of South Africans, mm. right? And it's part of what he has to say. He's not going to get there and be like, you know what, guys, comrades, I get better. Um, and they use Port Dinswalo as an example. So oh. I wonder all the Dinswalos in South Africa, how much flack they're getting at the moment, <laughs> you know? So in that sense, and looking into the future, do you feel that your kids are growing up in a South Africa that's future fit? For sure, for sure. Um, so so I think the one thing about SONA, it, it isn't a binding policy statement, okay. you know, in the sense that um, you can necessarily use that um, concretely to say um, to hold you know the executive accountable so so in a strict sense it's not a binding policy statement but a statement of intent in terms of the the aims of the government of the day almost mm. like high level yeah, yeah, yeah you know you know corporate speak sometimes sure, sure. like high level, <laughs> high level. <laughs> yeah so that's what it is yeah. um and so yeah you know our, our kids growing up in the south africa that is future fit uh, and the reference to Tintualo, <laughs> you know, one of the news agencies actually found uh, Tintualo, who's 30 years old. I don't know if you saw that. No, this no, week. no. They actually it. found uh, Tintualo. Someone who's, who's 30. Who, who's 30, who's Tintualo, and is, absol- is absolutely having a sort of horrific life experience, you know, that is contrary to the picture that the president was painting. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that... That was done, I don't know if that was done intentionally, but, you know. And if that Denzolo is real. And if that, well, this one, this one is a fictional character that the president was yes, talking about. Yes. But the one that both they, of them. Yeah, the, the one that they found was from Soweto. Okay, Denzolo um, Mambel. Denzolo Mambel. So they say. Yeah. The news agencies. <laughs> Remember, it's news also. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's entertainment yeah. as well. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. No, fair, fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, there mm. was, there was. And, and apparently she had done a policing degree and she's never worked a day in her life, you know. Okay. So she was just recounting how, you know, she, the story that the president had painted is, is a far, far, you know, removed reality from, from her, you mm. know, from her, um, from her life. And so I think, um, to be fair to the president, though, I think <laughs> the, 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 the reference to Tintuala was, was well-intended, yeah. was well-intentioned, you, you know. You think so? Yeah, you know, and, and I think there is an element of, um, of, of sort of like, uh, of, of truth in, in in the sense that there are some of those progressive policies that the, that the, that you know that that we've seen over the years that would have seen a Denzalo type character benefit in the way that he's he's outlined. But you know they say the 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 road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, and give, those which are those mm. are simple things, right? Those, yeah. those those things should be given. It's For not sure. necessarily that I yeah, think a lot yeah, of people yeah. felt that yeah. you know, RTB homes, access to NAFSAs, exactly. uh, you know, should be it should be standard, right? People yeah. should have good homes, actually yeah. not RTP homes. Yeah, access yeah, yeah. to homes, access to education, um, the ability to make a living. A hundred percent standard. And I think that's what permeated the that's what sort of permeates the, 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 so, the sort of social and political mood now mm. currently is that people feel that the bar is so low <laughs> that <laughs> how, how, how are you, you know, celebrating those things as, yeah. as, 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 you know, major progress over, over three decades 
when those things should be a given, you know? Mm. So, so, and I think the reference in that sense then, you know, the reference to Tintuolo becomes a bit unfortunate in my view, and it sort of rings hollow and potentially demonstrates a, uh, I don't know, almost like an obtuse and sort of disconnectedness on behalf mm. of the government of the day in that they're not reading the room yeah. <laughs> currently, you know? And so, um, like I say, while it was well-intentioned, it, it, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. And if you're listening to the, the, the debates in the, in the you know, post, because after the song is delivered, then MPs, the rest of like op opposition party go and, and debate the thing. Um, you know, they, they having, they having that Denzalo metaphor for breakfast, of course. you know, each, each and every political party. Yeah, just giving them the photo. Exactly. Yeah. Just poking holes at it. And, and, you know, and what they are saying is borne out by, by concrete facts, mm. you know, so, so yeah. And I'm not convinced that the current trajectory, my kids will, grow up in an environment that offers them a, a befitting future. Because um, mm. what I'm seeing currently is that um, it almost doesn't matter um, what choices they make um, because, or what choices we make as parents mm. and subsequently what choices our kids make, it's, it's likely that the political environment in which they exercise those choices will fail them. Yeah. Um, and case in point, you look at the doctor strike. You know, growing yeah. up, <laughs> if you studied medicine, it was a sh you know you, it was a guaranteed um, you know ticket to success, if mm. you will. Now doctors can't find jobs. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what is what is that about? So doctors are striking. Doctors are on strike at the moment. You know we've never seen a scenario like that in this country. So it's it's it it just makes you feel as a parent that it doesn't matter what I tell my child to do, that mm. environment won't support their ambitions, no matter how well they exercise themselves or apply themselves rather. Mm that they'll, they'll land in an environment that doesn't support their, their individual ambitions. Yeah. So that, that's my worry. Okay. Talking about that, right, and, and, and your children and looking into the future. Mm. I mean, we recently had the metric uh, results yeah. and the president mentioned it also. Mm. I think it's the best that they've done in a long time. Um, yes, yes, yes. I mean, we, I don't know what to make of metric results because number one, uh, a lot of these kids struggle to get into higher institutions of higher learning. We there's debates about um, the validity of our education system in any case, right? So, are you yeah. is it the right kind of education to set kids up for the future, mm. right? Mm. Um, and kids struggle to get into university. There isn't enough space. Let alone the fact that they, a lot of them cannot afford to get into the universities they want to get into. But getting into university is just one thing now. After that, you have to go find work, right? I don't know what kind of degrees they're doing because we're sitting at an expanded um, unemployment rate of just over 40%, right, of the population, which is mad. Now, are the kids, number one, with this metric results thing, knowing that the jobs in future are not what they're gonna study? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, how are your young people going to find work? Mm. You know, and does it really matter? Yeah. Look, I mean, so again, I think it's it's, it's two sides to the coin, mm. if, if you will. I think on an individual and sort of micro level, when your child does well uh, in matric, um, it's something that's worth celebrating. Um, it, it, you know, it's an achievement. Um, 
So yes, that's it's something worth writing home about. Mm. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, you temper that celebration with with a bit of caution, precisely for the reasons that you've outlined. Yeah, you know, and and you know, you've passed my trick. But again, you know, at the risk of repetition, does the political stru- structural environment, you know, enable you to maximize on that pass? You know, are you able to maximize on that opportunity that you've created through your metric pass? And as you say, you know, with all, the, all these harrowing st- statistics that show what you know what the picture is like, you you yeah. you, you you start to you start you really start to wonder. You know. Well, you you, you I, mean, I know we are still some ways away, right, mm. from that. But yes, yes. I yes. mean, I've got a niece now. She's in grade nine. There's a there's mm. a nephew. He's just I think doing his first year, right? Yeah. And it's important for me what they study, um, and what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you're passing the trick with 15 distinctions, but you're going to study humanities. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I studied humanities. Same here. Yeah. I was, I was, I was going to attack you there. I was going to come for you. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is the yeah, system yeah, yeah. equipped mm. for, is it future fit, mm. essentially, right? Mm. Mm. I understand the need for formative education and to sure. get people to learn the basics of, of, of reading, writing, constructing sentences, mathematics, just the basics and just sure. getting into that framework of being ready for the world. Not necessarily work, mm. but for the world. For the world, yeah. Right? Yeah. But we are going through the school system. You go into a university system. In South Africa, people cannot find work. Mm. But the world is changing so much that the degrees, the way we're educating them, isn't future fit. Mm. The jobs that they have today, we have today, mm. will not exist. A lot of the jobs that we used to have back in the day do not exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like sure. nowadays, I mean, I used to work in a call center and that was the job to have. Sure. Things are so automated now. You can, you can if you have an issue with said company, you can just, they've got WhatsApp chats now. It's easier to get hold of them than it was before, although call centers do exist. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. With AI and its innovation, mm. copywriting, mm. Uh, such skills, script writing in my field yeah. can, can really be automated. Yeah. So my question is then, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, you know, just latching on to that, uh, now you have jobs like drone pilots that didn't exist. Yeah. You've got things like game design. You know, gaming is big. Mm. You know, I didn't know you could actually study a whole qualification for game design. You've got big data and analysis. You've got software development, ethical hacking, virtual reality, yeah, blockchain. Yeah, yeah. As you say, things that, I mean, we're not that old, <laughs> <laughs> but that just shows you how quickly things are changing, mm. how things are changing. So there's all these things. And that's a difficulty, right? That, And I think there's two layers here. Again, it's about the individual potential and readiness for a world that is fast evolving. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is about whether the government of the day um, has its finger on the pulse, is, is tuned to that evolution and, and, and change in, in order for it to adequately create an environment, an enabling environment, which will allow young, young people to participate you know, in that you know, evolving and changing world to, to full effect. Mm. And um, again, you know, without necessarily just wanting to sound negative and contrarian it's hard to see how for where we are as a country we are creating that environment that will enable these new you know career paths and you know will allow young people to to fully self-actualize 
and these new things that that they are growing up with you know like your drone pilot game design those type uh, mm. futures so you know not to sound bleak and because I, th- I think it's 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 um it's 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 sort of like easy to to be negative and and and, yeah. and just bash for the sake of bashing but it's it's very hard to see how it is that the current environment will enable our children to be future fit and and you know ready. okay so yeah. you're a parent what do you make of that now what it's it's definitely worrying yeah it's it's worrying because you know you make certain decisions as a parent mm. and you want to create a certain um environment for your child in which your child thrives but if if that is and and is at a micro level mm. but if that isn't mirrored by um or isn't um enabled by a excuse me a a macro environment that will that will be able enable to and support you know that, and yeah. able to support that it's 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 difficult it makes it difficult for you as a parent because what do you what do you tell your child when when time comes to pass that mm. you know they they step out into the world and they find that the world is actually not what it it's cut out to be i mean i listened to this other girl um on the one on one of the news channels as well who said i wish i didn't even finish matric what was the yeah. point of finishing matric because the world after matric no one had told me that it would be this uh unforgiving and unaccommodating yep and that as a parent you know that 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 really got me and i was thinking shucks you know so that that's could we be faced with a similar um a, a similar sort of conundrum at the end at the end of the of this journey you know our kids mm. are still young fortunately like you say we're still some way away from from that reality but that that really struck me yeah yeah but we're still investing in it you know 100%. we're investing in the education um we pay a lot for school fees in the hopes that this mm. will help set them up for mm. a better future yeah right yeah. um and it it starts now i mean you're going to wake up one day and be like okay cool i'm taking out out the school system unless you do mm. right and mm. it's not so far away like i said I mean, yeah. these people are going to be in the working world but nonetheless it's not even about the working world only mm. it's about that macro environment you you speak about yeah it's what kind of environment our kids are growing up in right and we'll get to things such as safety and security um what are they in being influenced by yeah. know, what kind of society are we breeding as a people yeah. but you know speaking about these opportunities for kids um which all leads to the economy right that that's that macro level mm. um how are we growing as a country so which which in itself helps create these opportunities you know so our 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 gdp our growth is is marginal right so we had some successes last year two quarters on the upswing although marginal yeah so for me if the economy is is not really growing and it's shrunk it's even harder to find these opportunities you know so i always think about is this the right place for me and my family yeah right mm. i mean on a micro level i could contribute but mm. ultimately i do need to create opportunities for my family yeah and i've always said this to you i'm always wondering am i at the right place mm, as in mm. south africa for this to happen yeah 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 i'm glad i'm glad you're asking that question and then you t- you took the conversation there because increasingly so immigration used to be um a well a white thing a you white phenomenon <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah but increasingly you're seeing a lot of black families also reconsidering their options mm. and actually asking the same question you know should we be here you know is this the place but i i have a very particular 
view on this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I used to be very anti-immigration. You stay here, you fix here, this is your home. That, that was me. You. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there are, I think, real questions around, is the grass really greener on the other side? Yes, you yes. know. Mm-hmm. And where you're seeing people who have moved who are actually saying that, ah, shucks. You know, uh, perhaps things are not um, as 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 um, I don't know as they are made out to be yeah. here. You know, we live in shoe boxes abroad. We paying, mm. you know, an an arm. We playing over the odds for accommodation. We don't have space. You know, things yeah, like yeah, yeah. so so so. Then you know, it, and it ultimately boils down to individual choice. You know, but I I think. Um, you know, when you talk about the economy, and without like sort of uh, presuming any econo- you know economic expertise, you know, they, I think there's a few basic things that I think we understand or ought to understand uh, mm. about economic growth and how it impacts our daily lives. And I don't think that's only the the, the sort of you know reserve of people who are economically inclined sure. and whatever, mm. because at its base level, a growing economy means that there'll be more available to more people. Yeah. You know, prop- poverty is reduced, improved living standards are realized, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, and when that doesn't happen, then it starts to prompt questions like the one that yeah. you're asking, and yes. you start looking. And I think that is a legitimate uh, question to be mm. asking, because to an extent, given the way our political system is structured, and as much as we want to get involved and changed, short of becoming forming a political party and opening political <laughs> parties. <laughs> Or joining, uh, joining a political yeah, party, yeah, yeah. you and know, being and, and in as much as I want us all to join political parties and be active, I and I also understand and appreciate that. Won't join any. What are you saying? Oh, okay, So and and I wish that was everybody's sort of like thinking and 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 life, but that's not how it goes. And yeah. I think people are legitimate, and the world is bigger now. We've become more globalized. We've become more integrated. You know. And that is also subject to its own debates and what it means, but I think that is that is um, a legitimate sort of um, way of seeing things to yeah. say that maybe hey, hang on, you know, my options are not limited to yeah. just my country, and that hey, maybe my kids could find a life and forge a life elsewhere, you know, and you know we could set them up for for that kind of thing. All well, you your know? kids go to the German school, so I think you're already <laughs> setting them up for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the point, though, right? Yeah. That's the point, that if, if you have put yourself in a position um, and we're fortunate enough to have worked, and obviously, for me, even to have had opportunities to study, you know, mm. as in bursaries and scholarships, now that you have the ability now to decide where your kid goes to school, right? Mm. And we chose the German school partly because it's exposure to the world, right? Mm. Even in the classroom, mm. even before they travel, it's just who is in their environment, who their friends are. And Definitely. At, at some point, they, they, they will have the ability to, to travel and go see the world. And we're like, you know what? You go try it out and see, but yep. we're going to give you the foundation to be yep. able to do that. Unfortunately, the majority of South Africans are not in the same position, you know? And unfortunately, they don't have the... Mm. Uh, place to be even like I mean I want to leave for sure yeah but we sure. do yes you know yes, yeah. but everyone should have that that right I mean that's that's partly why it's so important like you're saying to participate in 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 in, in 
politics in our world. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's beautiful that there's so many other political parties that are springing up. Mm. They're saying more <laughs> or less the same thing. But I'm seeing our democracy, Akula. Um, I'm enjoying seeing that. Mm. You know? Um, yeah. it's, it's beautiful to see. Now, I think what one big thing that they did mention, or the president did mention, is, is obviously safety and security. But I always yeah. feel like every time he says something, there's a line put in there where he has to mention GBV. Mm. To me, it almost feels like he's saying it in passing. Mm. You know, it isn't something that is important enough um, mm. to garner the right reaction from the government. And it isn't about GBP, GBP GBV only. Yeah. South Africa is an extremely violent country yeah. across the board. Yeah. You know, it's this intent around keeping the citizens safe. Mm. which I don't see. Yeah, yeah. No, you, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we are a, a, a violent society yeah. and studies have been done to this effect, you know, that point out. And even every year when we look at crime stats and things like that, um, the nature of, of, you know, violent crime, you know, those numbers mm. are quite staggering. And, you know, it, it's quite scary. And some people would say, it's linked to the kind of past that we had, et cetera, et cetera. But um, that is, is true insofar as, for example, we see it in our own sort of um, lives. You know, if your wife goes out jogging at six, you're not completely comfortable, you know, with the idea that she can go out jogging alone. <laughs> She's going to the shops. Hey, I'm stressed here. That's the thing. You're stressed. Yeah. If your wife or your sister is, is on the streets alone, it's, it's, it's stress. And you, and you hear on social media, you see all the time these mm. sort of harrowing accounts from, from women who, who are not able to just exercise basic daily freedoms, you know, for fear of, of you know, something could happen to them. And so it tells you something about the society in, in which we live. And, and, it's, and it's quite scary. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier on, about, you know, the, the idea of living in other countries, mm. a lot of people who have actually left this country and live in, in other countries, like we've got friends who live in, 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 in the UAE, friends who live in, in Europe, they'll tell you that at 12 o'clock, 12, 11 p.m., Epsu, I can go jogging without fear. Yeah that anything will happen to my bodily integrity or, or, or anything like that. And, and that, is, that is a major, major, major um, um, uh, life quality, you know, indicator. Yeah. And I mean, even as, as, as a father, you know, who, if, if we're going to, you know, I don't know, to, to some extent, um, I'm traditional about this, you know, you the father, you the provider, you the protector, you know. I stress about... <laughs> how well I can protect my family. Yeah. You know, you, you think about those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you think about, you know, like, you know. And you have a standalone home. Standalone home. Break-ins. You know what I mean? Whatnot. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's something that preoccupied. Can I tell you what last time? 19 kg <laughs> gas cylinder. Hey, I want a bit. Even that, even that. Cylinder. Gas cylinder. It was still full. That's the only thing that irritates Yo. me. It was still full. But they managed to, yeah, they managed to carry away. Because now you got to get the cylinder that's, and the gas. And the gas. And that's easily like a thousand rand, you know. So these are things that, that preoccupy you. you know? mm. Have I done enough in terms of security? Have I done enough in terms of um, putting this, that, and the other that will protect my family? And you even start 
you know, especially after that break in, you even start entertaining notions. Do I need to have a gun? Mm. You know, do I need to get, carry a weapon? And and I'm not I'm not I'm not that way inclined. I don't like weapons. Yeah. But for the first time, I started thinking, hey, it's a legitimate uh, you know question to be asking. With hey, does how, you know? Because if somebody breaks that last line of defense and you're in a standalone home, <laughs> mm. <laughs> what do you do? So what have you decided? Well, wife's totally anti-guns. Okay. So that's where we are at the moment. She's just like, no, that's not going to happen. Not in this house. Okay. But then when you guys discuss it, what do, you, what do you guys learn? Because it's unnatural for me when I think about it that South Africans, we've normalized the fact that you need to get a home. Mm. You need a 10-foot wall after that. Uh, electric electric fence. fencing. Or plus, now there's electric plus barbed wire on top of it, right? You need these security companies to be part of this thing, mm. whatever this thing is, you, you, you panic buttons and then they come, which they never do, by the way. I've never seen them <laughs> thought the crime. I've never. Mm. I've, I've always seen them afterwards. After the fact. Yeah. You know, um, you need cameras in the house, out around the property, motion sensors. Um, you know what I mean? Um, and, and now other people will get firearms and whatnot. So all of this, just to live, Right, I mean, it drives. It should drive people mad, but we've normalized it. It's almost like I'm the crazy one for not wanting those things. Hundred percent, yeah. You know, like I don't want a home with a ten foot wall. To me, it seems like I am literally barricading myself yeah, just so that yeah, I can yeah. live. Yeah, yeah. And it's those things that, not to say that it's greener on the other side, but I'm saying that. What's the is there an alternative? I'm just looking for something different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where yeah. I can just live. And if something happens security-wise, that's an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. But people still get broken into with all these things. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's right? true. Yeah. With everything that people have, you're like, how did they get in? But they still get in. Yeah. Dude, uh, I think you're absolutely like on the money. It's It's incredibly abnormal. And as you're saying, we've normalized the abnormal in this country. And we carry on. There's a lot, you know, uh, there's, there's this refrain that we're a ticking time bomb, we're a ticking time bomb. Everything that you've just described to me is symbolic of a bomb that's already exploded. Yeah, 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 yeah. You cannot tell me that living behind these barricades, private security company, is not a, a sign or symbol of an explosion, mm-hmm. even symbolically or metaphorically on a social level, that those things are not normal. Yeah. You know? But as you say, we've we've normalized those things, and and it's 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 absolutely insane that yeah. that that's how we we forced to live. And it's we, almost like a like a king, like a yes, like like Joseph, it's It's almost like hmm. a badge of honor yeah. that my security can do this. I've got these cameras, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I can see my my yeah. uh, CCTV on my phone, and yeah, it's, it's real yeah. time and whatnot. <laughs> and like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, it's like we we're not security personnel. <laughs> no, we, we, we shouldn't be. But it's it's those those are the things that yeah. I think they for me they weigh on me about the country, and that's why I was like, I understand you saying that that SONA is not necessarily like a binding document, but it's important for us to understand what the intention for for the upcoming government is. I mean, Cyril, in my I don't think he's lasting th- this <laughs> this year. And, yeah. I, and I think South Africans have it's to big, vote. It's a big call. It's a big call. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't necessarily think, look, I think we're, we're very partisan. And it's very our, our, our choice of who leads us because this is our 
political structure. We're not going to change it anytime soon, mm. although I think we should. But it's not changing anytime soon. It's based along racial lines, right? A lot of that. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. Um, but at this point, we just have to give someone else a shot, right? We, we have to. Because the, the issues are all the same. There's no, yeah. the issues are the same of uh, king, healthcare, crime. They, they are the same. Yeah. We just actually just need to see, can someone else do something different? Yeah. Or do you yeah. see it in another way? Look, for me, <laughs> the exercise of voting, for example, is mm. the way I see it in this country, is not, is not a rational exercise. Okay. And I'm not sure in which country it is actually a fully rational exercise. Um, and so people vote for, um, people vote, the mo the, what motivates their voting is, is not necessarily a, a, you know, rational, rationally considered, you know. And that is also understandable given mm -hmm. the traumatic sort of past that we've had, you know. Um, and you hear th strange things like um, the ANC took us out of Egypt, you know, and, and you, you know, like metaphors like that, like you know, the biblical reference yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Israelites, you know, and and so when you when you look at everything that's going on, rationally, yes, what you're saying is let's just give somebody else and uh, somebody else a chance and see if if we can you know shape an alternative future, but that's not how it it necessarily works in this country, mm. and that worries me. Yeah, you know, um, but you know. Democracy, uh, in one man, one vote says everyone is, is, is allowed to vote. And I'm not trying to be on some so Socrates sure. to say that, you know, voting, uh, you should be qualified to vote. Yeah, you know, no, I hear, I hear what some, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and, but what, what, what I also see is that a lot of, more, I think now more than ever in the public sentiment, there is a recognition of what you're saying to be like, actually, you know, it's been three decades. This is where we are. Surely, you know, this can't be the best that we can do for ourselves. Yeah. And we know it isn't. Yeah. And I think it, and I think, and I'd never seen it, but it's quite encouraging that people are starting to imagine ourselves and our future, our public, our public imagination with an alternative political future. Mm. And I'm not saying it's going to change necessarily in this upcoming election. But there is starting. We've been saying that every election. You know that. <laughs> you know we've been saying that every yeah, election. Yeah, these things take time. Though. Yeah, no, it takes time. These things take time. 100%. But I think now more than ever in the in the in the public conversation, there is a recognition that hang on, you know, we should be thinking about things differently and thinking yeah. about so possibly someone else or someone else's. You know, given the fact that we are now also moving into this weird coalition space. You know that that we're experiencing as a country. So yeah. So you know we're likely to see to see interesting changes. Yeah, we have what we have. Yeah, I mean I'm with you there. I don't like I said I don't necessarily agree with uh, the current structure that we have as as, as the so-called democracy because it's led us to this. It's evident. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's very very evident. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but we have what we have. Yeah. So decisions must be made. Yeah. You know. Um, but you're saying it takes time. I do agree. It takes time. But also, the world has been around for way too long for us to not have learned from other democracies Point, that, yeah. or other countries that have gone through similar things Point. and have turned things around very quickly by taking very, very, very active steps 
and in some instance not allowing the masses to decide. You almost actually have to decide on their behalf, but gain them into your confidence. And if we all collectively buy into a vision, we know this. I don't have to mention the countries that have turned things around. It's hard, but you can. But we are in an extreme situation. We don't have the luxury to be like, okay, let's try another five years. Do mm. we? we don't. No. Um, so it's extreme. Not at all. You know mm. what I mean? So I feel like as citizens, we have to make extreme choices, but also hold the people that we have put there in power to account. And if it doesn't fucking work, burn it down. <laughs> ben, ben, ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I think, I think definitely, um, um, we, we, we have to, we have to, we have to think differently mm. as as a citizenry. And like I say, you know, I think now more than ever, I'm starting to hear those chats. Yeah, starting to hear, but also, you know. There's also something to be said about us in an urban setting like this, you know, us clever, so-called clever backs, so doesn't say one or two, being in an echo chamber, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. and thinking that our opinions on Twitter are the sum total of, or representative of the, the sum total of society. 100%. But uh, at, at best, South African politics are fraught and mm. difficult, you know. And like I say, what motivates, um, what motivates people across the political spectrum is different. And I think that's the, excuse me, that's the challenge you have in a country as diverse as South Africa, you know. And I think you mentioned this earlier as well that, excuse me, that race also plays a part, you know, because of the past. Big that part. Yeah, that that because of the past that we've had, and we are not yet at a place I don't think where we've managed to break down those 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 structural racial barriers, you know. So mm. the logic of this country. Still very much along those those racial lines, and we're still guided by those things that we thought we were trying to address in the in the past eight decades. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. So, in closing, then, um, what are your prospects for your country, particularly now that you are you said voting is irrational? So, as if vote number one, mm. um, and so, what's your outlook? I'm definitely voting. <laughs> okay. I think it's important. I know they are woke arguments. Come for me if you will. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> yeah. They're woke arguments that say, oh, voting is, is useless. It doesn't matter, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there's something that you said, that this is a structure that we have. And within the structure that we have, voting counts. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I think it's important to vote. And I hope everyone registered to vote. And you mm. still can register to vote up until proclamation. I know I'm going off script a little. No, no, it's cool. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I think it's important. Go register mm. to vote until the uh, an election date has been proclaimed by the, the, the government and been gazetted. You can still even vote online, even if you miss the, the voter registration uh, date. So go out and vote. Um, I think we, in terms of the outlook for the country, mm. I think South Africa has massive potential and a unique opportunity with its youth population. And yes. this is and this for me is what I am hoping will be the change, right? Is that this youth population, there's I think about a, uh, a stat that says about 40 million youth who are eligible to vote hadn't, hadn't registered. Yeah. I hope that will change. And I think that if this country is to change, it will change on the back of a youth um, vote, so to mm. speak. 
Mm-hmm. And that is politically. And we saw it in Zambia, you know. In Zambia, there was a, a you know, the party that, that brought the country into independence that was taken out just recently. Mm. And this is happening right before our very eyes, you know, on the back of that, of that youth vote, where young people stood up and said, we're tired of this nonsense, we're tired of this, these geriatrics and this old liberation logic. Um, and nothing wrong, nothing against liberation politics yeah. and, and, you know, but we want something else. We want a different future. We are growing up in a different world, and this is what we want. And they were able to shift the dial. And I think that is the moment that South Africa needs to get to, where young people are not only preoccupied with ideas of groove and nice time. Nothing wrong with that. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I just hope and wish that young people start thinking about their life chances and, and politics more and start seeing it as something that is relevant to their everyday existence and not something that is just for old people and our grannies and parents. And I think that is where the shift is going to happen in this country. Okay. No, I will tend to agree with you there. Mm. Um, I totally agree. And I think we, we I mean, look, we are, we are fathers, so our, our, yeah. our core audience, if we're, I'm honest, is, is 35 to about 45 which is our age, right? Mm. But if you want to speak to young people, I think you need to reach, find them where they are. And I don't know if any of these guys are doing that unless, of course, young people mobilize themselves and, and form something that speaks to them directly. And I think, yes, the party that does that can speak to young people across the board. Raise, yep. color, creed. Yep. That's the game changer for me. Yep. So far, all these political parties, even the new ones, they still just speaking to us. Yeah. They're still speaking to middle class, it's in the suburbs. Yes, they mobilize now and then in the townships, but more often than not, it's us. So it's either you're speaking to us or you're speaking to the masses. So you're like, you go the extreme route of saying, they're eating our money, buy our lava, <laughs> fuck these people. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's it. But I also agree with you. And I think, yes, people should go out and vote and educate yourself. Yeah. So with, with, with whatever party is offering, read their manifesto, Find out what they're trying to offer, you know, understand it first so that at least you're making an informed decision mm. based on what you have, not an emotional one. Definitely. You yeah. know, and I think then we can start being active and saying, no, I voted for this one because one, two, three. I'm holding my leadership to account because of one, two, three. Yep. You know? But yeah, ultimately, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm choosing to see the class hopeful okay, about this cool. country. Yes. Um, I, I want to stay. I think that the grass is greener where you water it and I want to stay and water the grass in this country. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we'll end on that. Thank you so much, sir. And thank you again for listening to this episode of uh, episode of the Timeless Playbook. Remember to like, share, rate the content at the end of this podcast. Until next time. Shop.